Hello and welcome to Reaction Shots, the jolly, holly jolly, holly jolly, holly jolly, chill uh, Xmas holidays episode. What is what is holly in the holly jolly? Like holidays? Just short for holiday? No, I think it's the those like holly berries. It's a plant. I think. Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah. Ian teaches me things all the time. I mean, I think that's right. It's like mistletoe and holly. Okay. We're moving the mics around. Well, all right. There we go. Better. So, you may notice there's, it's just your your two illustrious co-hosts <laughs> this month, and that's because the the guest this month is you, the listeners, the viewers. Uh, we've got a lot of comments, uh, really good comments, so we're going to kind of lean on those this episode. Sweet. And we're just going to have a kind of like... Relaxed, a holly jolly relax. Holly yeah, <laughs> holiday episode. We're talking about specifically non-Christmas Christmas movies. Non-Christmas Christmas movies. Yeah, where okay. it's it's you know Die Hard. Yeah, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Uh, trading Places. Batman Returns. Oh yeah, Batman Returns. Edward Scissorhands. Brazil. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That one came up oh. a few times. Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. You may recall Mean Girls. Gremlins. You've got Mail. Twelve Monkeys. L.A. Confidential. In Bruges. Die Hard. Nice. Die Hard. Die Hard. Um, Die Hard 2, Die of, Harder. Lots of them to jump into, but before we jump into that, yeah. let's start off with our little segment, What Have You Liked Recently? What Have I Liked Recently? What Have You Liked Recently? The thing I've liked most recently mm-hmm. is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ah, it I've just, only seen the first episode of this season. Oh my goodness. I really want to. The finale was this last week, and it's it's so good. Like... Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, my two favorite comedians, you know, up Uh there with, like, Gene Wilder, like, top three, holy trinity, but (laughs) Kruger Enthusiasm, for me, like, I love Larry David because he pokes fun at the absurdities and ridiculousness that is life. Right. But not in a bitter way. Mm-hmm. It's in like a a kind of bemused exactly. <laughs> yeah, he like pokes like, fun What's at it. What's up with this? Yeah. So this season was just so good. It's awesome guest stars. They had like Brian Cranston on. They had Lauren Graham. They had uh, Lin Manuel from Hamilton. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who? Oh my gosh! It, it's just unbelievable. You gotta watch it. I gotta, gotta watch it. Yeah, season. I gotta watch it. <laughs> I was I was going to watch it the other night, but then I rewatched three episodes of Doctor Who. Mm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I watched Hell Bent or Heaven Sent, which might be my favorite episode of Doctor Who ever. I've not. I'm not. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with Doctor Who, Ian. It's gaping hole. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you'd like it. It's yeah. It's definitely got a level. It's not even like cheese or camp. It's mm-hmm. just got this like vibe to it. That if you're not on board, yeah, you're gonna hate it. Okay, but I love it. I, I like Marvel it. cheese. I it's is, very, is it similar to that? It's less dark than that. Typically, well, okay. sometimes Doctor Who can get pretty dark, but it's very. It's like British, dry, campy, not even dry. It's yeah. like wacky sometimes. Okay, uh, it's hard. It's really hard to describe Doctor okay. Who. I anyway. remember working at Game Trailers with you when I first started working, and. I feel like at that time, the Doctor Who zeitgeist was at its peak. Yeah. Everyone was obsessed. I don't know what year that was. It was a few years uh, back now. What like, year would that have been? That like would have been like six years ago. Or 11 2011. Or like yeah, everyone... it would have been 12 or yeah, 13. Okay. 
Everyone was going crazy, and then I remember like there's a bit of a lull now where it was like, eh, not really into it. Yeah, Doctor Who. I mean, there. But I love that they cast Jodie Whittaker because oh, Broadchurch. Yeah. I'm very excited. I just watched the first episode of Broadchurch mm-hmm. the other day. Loved it. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited for her to to take on the mantle. Yeah. First female Doctor. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, Doctor Who is interesting, and people have their favorite Doctors and their not favorite Doctors. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't dislike any of the doctors. Yeah. Maybe Eccleston is my least favorite if I had to pick one just cuz yeah. he's only there and they're kind of kicking off the dust a little bit, but Yeah. Whatever. I started on Matt Smith and then kind of like worked my way backwards. Nice. He was like the third one of the new yeah. doctors. But yeah. Cool. Anything else you've liked recently? Uh surprisingly. So surprisingly. Okay. Little preface for this. <laughs> There's a Marvel overload. Yeah. In humanity, in Earth. Yeah. Like this Earth we're on. Max capacity. Max capacity with Marvel. Yeah. Okay. So the Defenders came out on Netflix and that was like the Avengers, basically the culmination of Jessica Jones. In a neighborhood. Iron. Yeah. So it's like Jessica Jones, Iron Fist and Luke Cage Cage. and Daredevil. So Defenders came and I was so excited. They got like Sigourney Weaver and it was just such a disappointment. And there was so like... I just felt crushed after all that investment to kind of be just so disappointed in the Defenders. Yeah. So it's like really got me off of the Netflix shows and and, and not Marvel in general because I'm still stoked about the movies and right. S.H.I.E.L.D. That's a whole nother ballgame. The Netflix shows in my experience have not been... The only one I yeah. really kind of liked all the way through was Jessica Jones. Yes. And even that I was kind of like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you managed to make ninjas just okay right. in Daredevil, Something's wrong. something is off. <laughs> like you have Punisher... Murdering ninjas. How is that like just okay? Anyway, here we go. Here we are. I started watching Marvel's Runaways on Hulu and The Punisher, and I'm super into both. Despite all of the fatigue, and I know that's kind of where, like, I'm not alone in that camp where everyone was like, dude, I don't even want to watch The Punisher. Runaways, I'm not even into that. Like, everyone was so burned by Defenders, and then Inhumans came out even. Everyone thought that was a train wreck. So as I felt like the, the I feel like the stock of the Netflix shows and and yeah. Marvel shows in general is kind of down. Yeah. Uh, but I have been so pleasantly surprised by both. Punisher has characters I care about actually on a Netflix Marvel show. I care about every character. First time. First time. <laughs> where every single time it goes to a character that's not even the Punisher, I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, what are you up to? Yeah. They have like this kid that has PTSD and it's like really intense and sad. And then like Punisher's good friend that thinks he's dead. And then like his other friend that runs like a PTSD support group and has like a missing leg from the war. And it's just like all these people. Uh, and then like, of course there has to be an uneasy alliance Punisher and this, oh, yeah. this other guy uneasy. Yeah. And it's just, it's really good so far. I'm five episodes in okay. and, I'm, and I'm loving it. I want, I look forward to an update when you're finished. With yes. It. My friends, uh, my friend, plural actually, well, one and one, one recommended it heavily. The other one was like, "Yeah, it's really good." Mm-hmm. They both said it only gets better. Interesting. So, yeah, I guess you're the first. This is the first time I've heard anything positive about it. Yeah, because it came out kind of after the Vegas thing, so everyone was kind of like, "This feels tone deaf." Yeah. like gun control, it gun came violence, out at like a terrible time. Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, I was mostly just hearing about that, I guess, and not really about the show. Yeah. So it's um, good. And then Runaways, of course. Runaways which is, seems interesting to me. 
I really think you would like the show. I, I think I would too. I'm super in. It is because I like shockingly a lot of those characters. Good. I like those characters. Yeah, it's like what would you do if you found out your parents were sketch as hell? What yeah. would you do? What would you do? It's crazy. You would run away. Yeah, and then like no spoilers. It's like on the poster. There's a freaking dinosaur. So <laughs> cool. <laughs> so check it out. Run away for that. And what's cool. I'm way more into it. Punisher released every episode at once. Yeah. Hulu released like the first three and now it's one a week. Okay. That's so much better. Like, you like that me... better? Yes. Decompress. I... Yes. I don't like binge watching. It's yeah. just so much. It it removes the art of the episode, you know? And, and like that's something I wanted to touch on too. Lastly was Mr. Robot. Huh. I came on here or Frame Trap just yeah. so bitter towards Mr. Robot. I said it was impressed with itself. Yeah, I had only watched. I remember the, that. Yeah, I'd watched like the first two episodes of season three. Yeah, complete one eighty. Really, ten out of ten. Unbelievably good. Wow, great! Like they're taking risks, they're taking chances, they're experimenting with their episodes. Like, and that's why I love decompressing and doing one a week because each Mr. Robot episode for the last like month and a half has been like its own experimental thing that is so different than the previous episode like yeah. it is awesome that sounds it is great so awesome i've always really liked that show and how they shoot it i i stopped <laughs> mid-season two just because i got so bummed out it's, it was like the the, the villains were like yeah. so effective at being gross I that i was just like Ugh. i know i know <laughs> it's so heavy yeah. yeah like so many times during mr robot i'm just like yeah yeah for real <laughs> so yeah a lot well, of good shows anything else that's pretty much it haven't really been gaming that much i started near but i'm like an hour in so no opinions yet um and i don't think any movies really just uh waiting on waiting on star wars really star wars star wars yeah next month we're gonna be talking all about <laughs> star wars yeah uh well, we should probably do a spoiler mode on that one too uh which we've been behind on. We gotta try to do more of those. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I started Broadchurch. Yes, real good. Uh, yes, dude, just incredible out the gate. Everyone is, is just ten out of ten. Yeah. immediately. I'm every just like, episode okay, wow. is like best actor, best picture, best director. Like every episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like David Tennant is. Yeah. I've always liked him, but yeah. man, he is just on it. Yeah. And what's her name? Jodie Whittaker. Jody, Jody Whitaker. Yeah, yep. she's just out of control. Yep. And then uh, Olivia Cook or Coleman. I always forget. I always yeah. say, I think Coleman. Coleman sounds right. Yeah. Miller. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miller. D.I. Miller or whatever. Yes. Uh, D.C. Miller. What? I don't know. Uh, I recently watched seasons one and two of Channel Zero. Oh, my goodness. Have you Were seen Were you this? disturbed? Have you seen them? I've seen one episode. And I was disturbed. The beginning of season one or yes, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I really like that show. I think it's really cool that they're doing it. I think six episodes per season is the right call, if not one or two too many, maybe. Still too many with six. Yeah. Uh, season two. Season two could have been four. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, but yeah, they're very good. And it's one of those things where like, even if it doesn't hit all the time. Yeah. I always want more. I want more seasons of this cool. show. I want to see more of it. I can't wait until next yeah. season, whatever they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, season one is pretty strong. Season two yeah. is is pretty strong too. Take um, uh, let's take this time, Ian, to hype up the Sci Fi Channel. 
Yeah. Seriously. Sci-Fi Channel. The Expanse? The Expanse is amazing. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. The Expanse. Like Sci-Fi Channel. The last couple, like two, three years. Yeah. On the rise. I like 12 Monkeys a lot. 12 Monkeys. Uh, I mean, it's definitely not perfect, but it has just like good vibes that I enjoy living in. I even liked Eclipse. No, Helix. Sorry, Eclipse. I didn't watch Helix. Helix was good. Uh, I like Dark Matter. It's like cheesy as hell. I haven't seen that one. Uh, I think I might be behind on that one now, but uh, it's it's dumb. But <laughs> okay, I like okay. it. Uh, I like it. I yeah. haven't watched um, L- Love. Li- oh, I don't even remember what it's called. There's one that's sort of like uh, Dark Matter that mm. that is also supposedly kind of good. Cool. But yeah, The Expanse is like a league of its own. Like Battlestar Galactica levels of great. She's in the Punisher. Who is the badass? The lady from the Expanse. Yeah. Yes. So there's this older woman in the <laughs> yeah. Expanse who's like the greatest person who ever, <laughs> ever lived. Ever. Yeah. She's in the Punisher. What when is sorry, I was that like, line she just goes like, "I'll take my goddamn yeah, time like, or whatever." Whatever yeah. I goddamn like. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. And I'm just like. Boom! Yeah, like that kind of just like hardcore, but smiling at you. Oh, Watch man. Expanse. The Expanse. Please do it for real. <laughs> um, yeah. What else have I been watching? I like the three episodes of Doctor Who that I watched. If anyone's curious, uh, Heaven Sent, which is really great. Hell Bent because it's the follow up to that, which is not as great. Um, but I, you have to watch it because it's a two part or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched because I recently read a like all the episodes of Doctor Who ranked. Of oh. new Doctor Who. Well, oh, okay. Um, That's a lot of... Yeah, not the... It was 120 Jeez. entries. Because uh, they paired the two-parters together some of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and their number one episode, I expected it to be Blink, uh, which is the first one that introduces the um, the angels. But uh, they actually gave that one number two, and their number one was The Girl in the Fireplace, which was from season two, episode five, I think. David Tennant. Mm. Uh, and I remembered it a little bit, because I saw it a million years ago. Uh, and I rewatched that one, and it was good. Nice. Yeah. Sounds intense. Heaven Sent is awesome, though. Yeah. It's They're like, all self-contained? Mm, some of them are, some of them aren't. Overarching kind of... Heaven Sent yeah. is pretty dependent on you knowing a good amount of what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's very much about what's happening in that season. You yeah. need, like, three or four episodes before it and the episode after it to even, like, kind of understand what's going on, the gravity of it. Yeah. That said... If you just kind of ignore the the arc stuff, the story itself is just really awesome in that episode. Cool. Very intense. Good sci-fi stuff. Speaking of. What? Did you see today? Release date? Black Mirror, Black Mirror, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. Black Mirror, Black December 29th, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes yeah, yes, someone yes. asked me what I thought of, out of thought of Black Mirror Season 4, and I was just like, whoa, hold on. Yeah, whoa, what? Is it out? Yeah. What? What? No. I've I been s- intentionally not watching the me trailers. Me too. So I saw reviews go up last night. Ah. I was browsing and it was like Blackmore season Blackmore season four review, and I was like, I threw my phone down <laughs> and immediately went on Netflix and searched Black Mirror because I would totally right, imagine right, right. that they would shadow drop. Right. Oh yeah. But it was like season four coming soon. Right. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I googled. I googled <laughs> Black Mirror season four release date. Yeah. Saw the number and then. Exited the browser. Yeah, yeah, I just closed it. I want no part. Yeah, of like spoilers. the fact that I've seen. What th- I think three of the episodes are even about. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. Get it out of my face. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm ready to be sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, Thor Ragnarok, obviously great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, I saw... 
I saw three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, you saw it. Uh, which I thought was really good. Uh, obviously, the performances are amazing. I think McDonough is a good director and writer. I think he directed it as well. Yeah. Um, there, were, It's weird, though, with this movie that sometimes it feels like you're reading the script as you're weird. watching the movie. Super weird. Where it's like, yeah, I can see this on the page. And yeah. I don't think that's a great thing. No. But, I mean, it's a really good movie. It's definitely worth watching. It's got weird... To- it's The tone of it is very strange. Yeah. Because it is a, a hu- comedy. But it's really sad. But it's very dark and dealing with heavy stuff. But I think that in a lot of ways, it's... Most of the time when it's successful, it's humor that these characters would be using to, like... Cope. Cope. Um, but it does dark things. It does some weird things. And then the, the, the parts of it that I didn't think worked well... Are when the movie is being funny, mm-hmm. um, like there's With, like character- the editing and music and not, stuff. Not, not, never to that extent. Yeah, like okay. a character, <laughs> like a side character, like just totally not reading the room right, and yeah. like she's just being really awkward. And I'm just like, this is a little much. Yeah. Um, like clearly, I understand the moment, you know, but it just felt yeah. a little far. So um, uh, quite a few moments that maybe took you out of it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that said, I still think the movie is amazing. Yeah. And very worth seeing. I saw they're kind of tied inexorably in my mind now because I saw them like basically one after the other. But I also saw Lady Bird, nice. which I love. Oh, I want to see it so bad. Oh man, Lady Bird. Did you see her SNL bit? S- uh, Sir Ronan. Yeah. No. I the, saw. Oh, the, I saw the, the, the song. song. Yeah, oh I saw that. God. That was good. Welcome to hell. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, I liked like the idea of it a lot more maybe than the execution of it. But I thought like I was just like yes, all about it. Um, but yeah, Lady Bird is amazing. The performances, the writing, everything about it, very good. Good. That's um, good to hear. Also, it it's set literally. <clears throat> she's the same age as I that I was in college. Oh, I wow. think she graduates call or high school. I mean. I think she graduates high school in 2003, which is when I graduated yeah. high school. Nice. So it's like exactly the parody oh, there. I'm just like, oh, okay. You get Parity. it. Parity. Um, I also saw Thelma, which is a sort of like queer uh, supernatural thriller from Norway. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of this one. Oh, it's good. Um, I really liked it. It's You'd li- you'd like it. I cool. Think. Uh, kind of unexplained things happening. Like Love that. Supernatural a little bit. Very interesting. Uh yeah. Very cool stuff. I, I saw it with a friend of mine who has epilepsy, and the character in the movie has maybe epilepsy, and Dang. it goes to the point where they're trying to cause a seizure, a seizure to test if this character has epilepsy, and my friend had to leave. Dude. Because it was like, you know, the, the stroke. Is there a warning? There's, There's a warning. A wa- okay. There's a warning at the beginning of the movie, but okay. it's, like, it's like, we've already bought our tickets. We're already here. You're, was your friend like, oh, shit. Yeah, and they're yeah. just like they're just like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot, and then partway through, they're just like, nope, yeah. <laughs> gotta can, go. Can, like, can you even close your eyes and do this? I feel like it'll didn't still really kinda... didn't yeah, it didn't really work. Yeah, they were trying to do that, but then it's everywhere. Didn't, didn't work. Uh, but Gosh. anyways, if you don't have epilepsy, Thelma is pretty cool. My friend has epilepsy, and we discovered it when we were playing Ready to Rumble boxing. Whoa. We were playing Ready to Rumble Boxing. What is that, Xbox? Dreamcast. Dreamcast. And I'm like, in the, you know, we're like going back and forth. It's like pretty even. And then I just start wailing on him. Like, I thought he just stopped. And I look over and he's just like, and then like spasmed and like threw the controller like all the way up in the air, like to the wall. And I was like, dude, what just happened? He's like, I have no idea. And then a couple weeks later, he's like, yo, yeah, I got epilepsy. Jeez. I was like, dude crazy that's intense yeah so we didn't have buds. a full seizure though 
Yeah, it was like a, it was I guess kind of, like kind of a, a half. Yeah. yeah. Grand Mall is the main big seizure, but I don't know mm. if that's from epilepsy. Yeah. I, I don't really know all the so, terms. One of my anyway. Best friends. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Um, Quick note I wanted to point out on yeah. uh, Punisher, because y- you will appreciate this. Mm. The creator, and he writes of the vast majority of the episodes, is Steve Lightfoot from Hannibal. Oh. Wrote a bunch of Hannibals. And uh, I think that. that that quality is there you know from the transfers. writing yeah so i'm ju- i'm just shocked that i like the characters so much yeah yeah so i really hope they bring hannibal hannibal back they've been talking yeah i know they've been talking same with deadwood they've been talking oh hannibal and deadwood man like let's go episodes of deadwood when they announced stopped it. because it got canceled exactly when they when if they announce the right. movie or right. whatever they're right. doing yeah go back go back watch hit it, it up if they do if they if they tie a bow on it all yeah yeah I met John Barenthal one time. I just remembered that. Awesome. He was on a show that I used to technical direct, do the switcher for. Cool. And he came in with like two dogs. He's really cool. I've heard him on like Howard Stern. He's a very interesting dude. I heard he was really like mellow. Yeah. And he was just sitting on this sofa with his two like bulldogs or whatever. Badass. Yeah. This week in horror is what that was called. uh, I'm sure he's glad to be off The Walking Dead. Yeah. That sinking ship. Yeah. That ship sunk. Years ago, I am like, I don't want to go into it. Never Let's mind. not even go into it. Let's, Let's start know. talking about the holiday. Yay, <laughs> Huber. Yes, I enjoy the holidays. I love it. I love it. They definitely took a hit when my mom died because, <sighs> like, it was always such a family thing. Yeah, but there's still that feeling of joy, you mm-hmm. know, like the holidays. I, I think no matter what kind of background you come from, there's that thing of like getting together with your family mm-hmm. it's cozy jolly hopefully mm-hmm. unless there are tensions there yeah um yeah but let's focus on the positive the aspects positive, yeah. yeah i get to see my my family this christmas i'm excited yeah it's gonna be good well, do you how often you see your family pretty often yeah my brother lives in san francisco oh okay so, so i'm going up there yeah. this year oh okay so, yeah, yeah 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 uh so when you think of the holidays what are some of the movies that come to your mind are they straight up holiday movies? Die Hard, of course. Die Hard, of course. But my favorite holiday movie, it's a tradition in the Huber household. Uh-huh. Throw it on every year, no matter what. Christmas Vacation. Okay. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it cannot be beat. Yeah. It's so it's just so funny. It's timeless. Uh, you know, when you see a movie so many times, you can just like throw it on in the background and just have it memorized. Right. And, it's just great. Like we wake up, put it on, and then like as people come to the house and the movie's playing, you know, yeah, people, yeah. more people sit down and like join in on it. It's just, it's so funny. There's so many like jokes from that movie that we still say, you know, like <laughs> anytime we want to put the Christmas lights up, we always think about going full Griswold, mm-hmm. which is like the yeah yeah the, you know so many lights yeah yeah so we never do it we we we've backed down we've done it once <laughs> full Griswold you got to get like the the like netting lights yeah yeah where yeah, you can yeah. like Just throw them up huge surface area staple them <laughs> yeah so it's my favorite I've actually never seen it all the way through oh my god Chevy Chase if I'm honest has always kind of skeeved me out. Even as I was a little kid, okay. I was just kind of like, mm. Is there any bad vibes on Chevy Chase? I'm not sure. I mean, life? I think he's kind of like 
a blowhard, you know, kind okay. of a dick, but I don't know if there's any like actual dirt information that I'm aware I'm not aware of at this yeah. time. But uh I mean definitely I've heard working with him is is a bit of a mm. chore, but mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. I'm I am a little speaking of going full Griswold though, we've got uh in my my home at, when I grew up has yeah. pretty high ceilings and we used to have the we have this giant fake tree that's like 18 or 20 feet tall it's like absurd yeah uh and we haven't done it the last few years um but I, my sister sent me a picture that they set it up this year so i'm like Griswold. i'm excited <laughs> yeah. to go to go home and be like there that thing is whoa <laughs> it's absurd it's going absurd. in the woods cutting a tree down but die hard is always that movie for me i think and oh, scrooged course. yeah scrooged is more of a like straight up holiday movie but yeah. like oh scrooged i love scrooged so much i've only seen it like once oh yeah re give it a rewatch that's okay. a good one that's also one of those movies it's like galaxy quest for me where like at the end of it it's so happy i get sad <laughs> yeah. you know it like overloads my circuits and i just want to <laughs> like, die ah. um but as i said at the beginning of this uh rambling monstrosity of an episode yes uh we're gonna be hearing a lot from patrons and their comments uh we got a lot of good ones let's start it off here uh talking we're talking about non-holiday movies or straight up holiday movies to get you in the spirit cool morgan mohalla says i really enjoy the christmas movies that are more grounded like scrooged and christmas vacation there it is uh it feels like too many christmas movies are just too perfect Knowing it will work out in the end, it feels good seeing Bill Murray's life fall apart as he tries to produce an outrageous live version of A Christmas Carol. Not to mention the insane opening promo promo for The Night the Reindeer Died, which is very awesome. Oh, man. That's kind of how the movie starts is you see that Bill Murray's character is like this heartless TV executive, and he makes this terrifying Christmas movie promo that apparently, like, kills some old woman or something or like puts her in the hospital yeah because she gets so afraid and then he's just like he like ups how often they run it and then he's like put a warning in front of it (laughs) old people should leave the room play it every five minutes (laughs) he's just like yeah bill Um, murray dude bill murray dude the man the Uh, legend i don't think there's any bad vibes on bill murray no no he seems like a pretty chill dude stand up dude oh god for a good time make it a santori time yeah dude (laughs) If my my like like cornerstone of believing that men can be decent in this reality is Bill Murray is Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is Keanu like the Reeves, nicest person ever. I, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Like if Keanu Reeves, if there's dirt on Keanu Reeves, I'll be. I will rush. My mind will fall apart. I'll be crushed. He does thing like I saw. There's a 60 minutes or a 20 one a Dateline one yeah. of those a few years back on Keanu Reeves when he was like getting really into. Uh, he opened up a new like motorcycle thing. He's yeah, like yeah, super I, I saw that. Yeah, I can't remember the name right now. But. And like Barbara Walters or whoever was interviewing was one of those you know really good 2020s or whatever those shows like I just said Dateline whatever. Yeah, they're interviewing Keanu Reeves, and they're talking about how Keanu Reeves doesn't like to be thanked or like when he does something nice he doesn't want you to say thank you and he doesn't even want to talk about it right they were talking like she brought up something about the matrix yeah how he like gave most of his salary to like the vfx yeah team or whatever and the the interviewer was like why do you do that like he's like i don't want to talk about that 
just he doesn't need the thanks. Yeah, he just wants to be given nice. like a bunch of money. I think to like uh, research like for yeah. illnesses because his wife or sister got like really sick, and died maybe somebody. Died. He's had a, like a tragic life. Look up his story. Keanu Reeves had this tragic life, and he's a beautiful person. He's a beautiful person. And if he's ever harmed anyone, I will. Oh, I yeah. will be very upset. Me too. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> this is a lot of digressions. Yes. This it's the end of the year, baby. Yeah. We're getting loose. Yeah, we are. I did, that was a very Kyle. It's the end of the year, baby. It's the end of the year. Uh, anyway, oh, Samuel man. Cardwell says, uh, I always found Christmas and Harry Potter kind of interesting yes. in that it's there to mark the passage of time and as a plot device to get most of the characters out of the castle. And, of course, it always brings presents. Which also have an effect on the plot, dude. That's Hogsmeade, true. Doesn't he man. get Hogsmeade? Yeah, dude. For Christmas, Harry Potter has Christmas vibes, regardless. Regardless. But now apparently they're doing Christmas in Harry Potter world. I know it's like a hundred and ten dollars. Yeah. It's so Do you expensive. get the season pass anymore if you buy a day? It's a thing. It's like a monthly thing now. It's like a little more. Yeah. <sighs> but I love Christmas. I love Christmas in theme parks. By the way. Yes. Huh. I went to Disneyland the other day. Me too. I ponied up. Yep. I like to save uh, my coins yeah. throughout the year. Oh, really? Use all those coins on a Disneyland ticket. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I had a hilarious... We're just going to digress every yeah. two seconds every of this episode. Second. Just get ready. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a long one. Uh, my sister was in town a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, "Can we go? To, let's go to Disneyland, you know? Because our family, yeah. we always go to Disney World all the time, like yeah. every year or whatever. It's like a tradition. And my sister and I have been going on our birthdays, but it helped because I had a friend who worked at Disney who would just take us for free oh. for the last several years, but now they work somewhere else, um, which was a good move for them. Yeah, uh, but bad for but you. bad for me. <laughs> uh, so then I'm just like, I don't know, Anya. Like, I don't want to spend like 200 bucks just to go into the both parks and blah, 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 and like whatever. And, uh, but then finally I buckle and I'm just like, all right, let's go down, it. you know, whatever. It's fine. I get there and I'm like, by the time we get to the ticket booth, yeah. I'm so in the spirit. Yeah. That I'm like, well, hey, I wonder, I wonder how, what a annual pass for California residents is like. Yeah. So now I'm paying thirty one bucks a month. Oh, they got you. Annual pass. They got you. But they got rid of that that tier of annual pass. When for now? When last couple months. I just bought one like two, three weeks okay, ago. Okay, I think it's like off. It's not listed, but I think you can probably still do it. I asked. I was like, "Is there a California resident thing? Do okay. I apply, do I yeah fit or whatever?" They like took it off for like a little bit. Uh, there like, are two tiers of it. There's like oh, California okay. resident select, and yeah. then Southern California normal. That's what okay. I got. It's like one better. Thirty bucks. Thirty one dollars a okay, month. Okay, my friend pays twenty. Ninety seven so, yeah. do- down payment. Yeah, but I got into the park both. Both parks cheaper on the day. Perfect. So, like, so far, I haven't lost money on this. Yeah. So, if I just go two more times, <laughs> you're in. They got me. Please. They got, oh, they got me so bad. I, uh, they, I, I didn't fall for the trick. They didn't get me. Yeah. Because I didn't get the park hopper. It's an extra 55 yeah. bucks. It's a lot. And I was just staring. You, you went to Disneyland. Went to Disneyland. Okay, good. And I'm a Marvel fanboy. Uh, MCU specifically. Right. I'm a cinematic universe. Here's the deal, fan, and I and I Guardians saw Galaxy, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout is really good, but like kind of like what you were saying about Haunted Mansion Holiday. Yeah. I just love the vibes of um, Tower yeah. of Terror so much. Yep, that it stung a little bit. Yeah, like the ride is I'd more fun sting, now. Yeah. 
Because the Disneyland Tower of Terror was different anyway, but mm-hmm. like the Disney World one is just out of control. But yeah. this it's really good, and they do more like full length drops, which yeah. is cool. And whatever, we're not we're talking about all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. It's holidays. Hollywood Haunted Mansion is good, but it's so <laughs> different. And Haunted Mansion is like my favorite thing in the world. Me too. So it's a little weird for me, but it bums me out. Yeah, Dominic Barlow. Dominic. Uh, this one's a good good one here, a uh, lengthy one. My family has always preferred tacky Christmas music as their special programming for the silly season rather than movies. But post-Christmas pre-New Year's comfort watches are definitely a thing. Ones I remember from years gone include Toy Story on VHS, <laughs> a belated viewing of planes, trains, and automobiles. That's a great movie. God, classic. I love that movie. It's That's a Thanksgiving good. movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, it counts. It counts. And a TV airing of Hook, because what's more comforting and sentimental than mid-tier Spielberg? <laughs> True. And an Australian classic called The Castle, about a plucky father who fights back against airport developers who want to demolish his family home. I wholeheartedly recommend that one. As for Shane Black, if I go see The Predator next year, and there isn't a shot of an alien warrior angri- angrily pulling off a Santa hat, hat I will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> um kind of along similar lines and i'm gonna i'm sorry if i don't say your name right milane la pearl vaness uh i probably that good uh, effort the sound of music was on tv every single year during the holidays and it ain't xmas if i don't watch it uh natalie says my comment has more to do with weird christmas tradition that me and my cousin partake in every year Every year, after having celebrations with our families, we go to a late-night showing of a movie that is out in theaters, anything that we can find that isn't sold out. What is strange about this tradition is now, to me, there are some movies that give me the feelings and memories of Christmas. Examples are Django Unchained, The Force Awakens, and my favorite of the bunch, mostly because of how much fun we had in the theater, The Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) Are there any films that the panel has seen on or around Christmas that give you holiday feelings, even if said film is not in any way a Christmas movie? Uh, Samuel Cardwell replied to this with Lord of the Rings, and Joseph Caruso said Terminator 2. Nice. Anything like that where you went to a movie with your family? I've definitely done that. Yeah. I don't usually go to the theater that much, like, before Christmas. Like, I'll see Star Wars. Yeah. And that's probably it. I usually go after. Yeah. Because I'm, like, so busy leading up to it. There's still vibes, though. Yeah. Family vibes. Like, I've definitely gone on Christmas Day to the movies Mm. with family. Mm Because it's like, well, what else are we going to do? You know? Go see Star Wars again. Yeah. Uh, Definitely Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, for me, also, Mm -hmm. is one of these where it's not at all Christmas, but... You get the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to go to the movies on Christmas Day. Yeah? Because I worked in restaurants. Oh, yeah. Open on Christmas, no one should have to work. Nobody. So I'm not go. I don't go to the movie theater on Christmas because those people should be home. Counterpoint to that, I mean, I guess you're thinking the long game. Yeah. Because my counterpoint was going to be that, but they're already there, and if nobody comes in, then they're just like, oh, we wasted yeah. a whole day. Why but were we here? But they're there. You but know? then maybe next year they wouldn't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Juxtaposition <clears throat> is an extremely important tool in filmmaking. Setting a massacre to classical music, etc. And uh, many of these films are no different. Pairing the wholesomeness of the holidays with blood or dirty jokes. <laughs> what works so well about Christmas and violence? Uh, Liz Castro had a really great comment that I think would start us off. Not Christmas, Christmas movies are great. Uh, 
Christmas, I would argue, commercially ties a feeling of togetherness, warmth, and consumption together. In, a, in the popular imagination, do we, in the United States specifically, think of baby Jesus and the nativity, or do we think of gifts and food and songs and childhood? Juxtaposition works very well in Christmas-ish movies uh, because of these strong associations. A film like Eyes Wide Shut evokes a decentering de and destabilization precisely because it's a psychodrama with a Christmas backdrop. We relate to the things that don't make sense. In a film like Die Hard, however... I said Die Hard weird. In a film like Die Hard, however, the Christmas backdrop allows the audience to identify with the desires of John McClane, reconciling and reuniting with his family, on a subconscious level, while we enjoy a well-written, well-executed action film. God, Die Hard is so good. So good. That's part of the comment, but I agree. Um, and I found it. What is it? It's a cartoon. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. So Christmas. Yeah. Just Scooby-Doo vibes. <laughs> Gives me Christmas feelings. Yeah. Like some warm apple cider. Yeah. And an episode of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah. Cozy. All bundled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta watch Scooby-Doo bundled up. Yeah, you do. It's like a bundled up show. Now, you saying that made me think of something, but now I can't... Some kind of cartoon. I had like a feeling, but now I don't remember what it was. Oh, and the... uh that's actually what I do every couple years. I make sure to watch. Oh, what is the episode called? I'm gonna. Ah, it's a Batman animated series episode, and it's the the Christmas Christmas with the Joker. There it is. Oh, Christmas that's with he, the Joker, where Joker sings Batman. Yep. and the Joker yep. got away. Yep. Yeah, it's so good. Because then there, there's there's this episode. like running joke with. Uh, Batman and Robin and Robin is always like yo let's watch It's a Wonderful Life we gotta do it like this is the year and like they're trying to watch it <laughs> and Robin is like come on like nothing's gonna happen on Christmas everything's fine like Batman let's let's just go home and watch It's a Wonderful Life and like they're going from rooftop to rooftop like scouting out Gotham like seeing if anything is going down and there's this like guy running after this old woman <laughs> walking with a purse and Batman's like going to stop him and, and he's like He's like, hey, you forgot your purse. And the guy like gives it to her. And <laughs> he gives like, her the purse back. And Robin's like, see, like we can go home now. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine, Batman. Yeah, that's good. That's very funny. Uh, oh, I remembered one. Um, I mean, The Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies of all time. But I remember we'd always go to my aunt and uncle's house on my dad's side. And the kids in the basement, we'd all just watch The Princess Bride like every year for yes. years. I loved that. Oh, man. Uh, Morgan Mahala says, juxtaposition. Is the best in Scrooge and Christmas Vacation. So much frustration and anxiety during the most joyous time of the year. Uh, he also mentioned Royal Tenenbaums in a different comment, too, that I thought was interesting. Mm. But yeah, I love... We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, but I love stressful holiday yeah. movies. Planes, Trains, Automobiles, yep. Scrooge, Christmas Vacation. So like, stressful. Where it's just everything is falling apart, and yep. all you want to do is have a nice Christmas yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Um, Rooster Box, this is a long one, settle in. Firstly, I want to give major props to the awesome Shane Black. In addition to writing some of the most witty dialogue you'll ever hear, he also has a tendency to set his movies at or around Christmas. Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3. I think most of the affection people have for movies like Die Hard comes down to the odd juxtaposition of, its all, of it all. Like contrasting colors help an image stand out, the irony of setting an action movie at a time traditionally reserved for peace 
is something that tends to be more memorable than your average holiday or action fair. Would Die Hard still be a good movie if it was set at, let's say, Labor Day or another more <laughs> average holiday? Yes, it would. The best things about it, the action, the writing, the acting, performances, are not solely dependent on a specific time of year. Mm-hmm. But would we be talking about it so much 30 years later? I highly doubt it. It's a great example of a symbi- symbiotic relationship resulting in the best kind of success. Die Hard's Christmas setting makes it stand out in our minds, but without it feeling preachy like other Christmas films can, uh, which will then often appeal to even the most cynical person among us. I think that's largely true. Yes. Die Hard is an amazing film. Like, perfection. I think it's nearly, a perfect action movie. Nearly perfect. I think the only dumb part is when... Um, What's his name? Carl or whatever comes back to life at the end after being hung by the chain. Yeah, but if you rewatch it, you can see that he's holding oh, yeah. right here. Yeah. Or uh, this hand. He's like holding it. Yeah. So is he... I mean, that's also just com- stage combat. Like, if you're being choked True. by a thing, you're, you're in True. control. The, the head cannon, the head cannon but no, for you're me probably right. is that he does it so that McLean leaves and then he's he like... He can get right. loose, yeah. yeah. Plus it teaches... Uh, Carl Winslow to, sh- to kill again, so... Oh, so intense. <laughs> so that intense. is such a weird thing where it's just like, hey, great, <laughs> he can kill again? Yeah. Merry Christmas? It's very interesting. But, um, oh my God, Die Hard. Let's talk about it. What makes Die Hard so great? First and foremost, John McClane. Yeah. Is like the quintessential action hero, 90s action hero, but it was 80s actually, Die Hard, right? Like 80... 89? I think it's like right there, yeah. I don't have my phone on me right classic, now. Classic classic action hero. Uh and even more important than John McClane is Hans Gruber. Yeah. Could possibly be the greatest movie villain of all time. Yeah. Like all all draft your tweets. I it's draft hard it's hard to find a better villain. Yeah. Than Hans Gruber. We have like, a couple I can't like you know who are the usual suspects like uh, Hannibal Lecter, uh, the Xenomorph, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like the the which is a pretty perfect organism. For, I admire its purity. Yeah, <laughs> but it, like Darth Vader, he's not even a villain really. Yeah, he's sort of bad neutral. Yeah, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. Like I challenge, I challenge the audience to really come up with a better well, villain the, than Hans Gruber. The thing, the thing that's great. I mean, there are a couple of comments that say this too, but. The thing that I love about Hans Gruber is that he's so likable. Yeah. He's so, charisma. he's got such charisma. Mm-hmm. And he's knowledgeable. He's almost like courteous in yeah. some ways. Yep. It's very bizarre. It is. And that's that's what you want to see in a villain. Yeah. Uh, just that like sociopathic performance of mm-hmm. normalcy. Yeah. Um, he makes killing Takage like not even that brutal because he gives him a choice. Right. He's like, give me the code. I'll let you live. Yeah. And Takagi's like, no. And he just kills him. So it's almost like, it's you like, know, he plays by the rules. Right. In he a has way. like a code. Yeah. Of some kind. So, um, and like the, I love the fact that he's read about it in Forbes, <laughs> you know, like he's the whole, he's so well-spoken, well-educated, but, but the whole like terrorism thing is just yeah. a blind because yeah. he's just there to rob the place. Like, yeah. When they figure that out, I was like, you're just here to yeah. rob this place? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, a few other people love it, too. Stephen Beaumont uh, says, it starts and ends with Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman's first and <sighs> finest credit. I didn't know that was his first credit. Is that real? 
That's crazy. Whoa. Uh, what is... Uh, oh, and then, uh, you know, ho, 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 I have a machine gun. It's just great. Yeah. Tokyo Slim. I guess I'll begin with Alan Rickman. What a gem he was. Presented Hans Gruber's charisma and manic ambition perfectly to the juxtaposition of the reluctant hero, abrasive, blue-collar everyman, John McClane. They are a very good dichotomy. The best. Like, the villain is more... He has more, like, suave, more steez than the hero. Yeah. Like, that's not what you get anymore. Yeah. Like, now it's like the hero's got to be super likable and the villain has to be super evil. Dude. Yes. And, and, and Ian, too, the, the yippee ki has become so part of the lexicon that it's, like, hard to focus on when he first says it yeah. with that conversation yeah, with the Alan. Mic. They're talking yeah. about, like, cowboys and yeah, yeah. stuff. Like, when he first says yippee ki it's so good. It's so good. God. Uh, the dialogue was great. Yeah. Tokyo Slim continues. It's quotable and has pithy one-liners, but is also actual dialogue. The sequences between McLean and the hapless yet heroic Sergeant Al Powell over the radio are humanizing and really enhance the backstory of multiple characters in the movie without blatant exposition. The action sequences were great and had an aspect of believability and realism that other action films up to that point didn't have. As for its masterful pacing, my favorite example is the jet lag, make fists with your toes conversation early in the film that pays off later with a barefoot run across broken glass, which is a defining moment of the film, showing that McLean is in fact vulnerable and not the typical invincible action hero of the time. This wasn't the first action movie with a flawed hero, but it was pretty rare to have one portrayed as so vulnerable. This is actually kind of like a callback to the detectives of film noir movies like Chinatown, who are constantly getting their butts kicked the entire movie. The film's pacing is a rapid-fire sequence of setups and payoffs that are masterfully, masterfully crafted in this way. Another example is the heroic action of Al Powell at the reaction of Al Powell at the end of the film as a resolution to his ongoing backstory of being put on a desk after the trauma of accidentally shooting a boy. Oh, and I'd like to mention Argyle, the limo driver. Argyle. He's cool as hell, and yeah. nobody ever gives him any props. Yeah! Argyle. Shout out for Argyle. Well, he's the one who actually eventually finally calls the cops, right? Because he's the only one that has a phone that works? No, it doesn't work. Remember, he, he, the, he, his lines get cut in the limo. He's talking to McLean. He's like, yo, yo. Like, Argyle, and then get, it gets cut. But there's the time where he's like... Tell me you heard the shots, Argyle. Yeah. Tell me you called the police. Nope. And he's down there like partying yep. and like talking to someone on his cell yep. phone, though. Whatever. He, uh, he does hilarious. save the day at the end when uh, the the thief is getting the ambulance and crashes into oh, the yeah, ambulance. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got some uh, yeah. heroics. Argyle. Uh, yeah, talking about how McLean is vulnerable, it's definitely one of the biggest things. You know, I mean, the bloody feet is such like an iconic image that yeah. I'll never forget. And when he gets like, when McLean gets shot, at one point in the shoulder. Yeah. His like cry of pain is the most real. Yeah. It's like, like ah! Ah! Yeah. It's, so good. it's not like masculine <laughs> yeah. or, or suave. It's, it's like that. You just got shot. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so good. And, and he's, he's such a good action hero because they pull off the thing that is really hard for a lot of actors and movies to do is talking to himself in a believable way mm-hmm. like all the time he's just like this is a bad idea john yeah. come out to the coast have a few laughs you yeah. know like it's i love that yes. in film school we were shown the first 15 minutes of this movie yeah as a perfect example of how to of how to do exposition wow how to set up 
basically the entire movie. Yeah, when he's talking to Argyle about his well, situation. Even even before that, when he's coming in on the plane, you see that he's you set up that he's a cop. Mm-hmm. He's got this giant bear, so you see that he's trying to like fix his messed up family. You get mm-hmm. that information. Yeah. Holly Gennaro is using her maiden name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you set up the tech of the building. Yeah. You set up. That they're the only ones up there. There's a party on the you 30th set up the floor. F- the, the fish out of water when he yeah. sees the couple like hug in California. He's like, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it it all, and like, yeah, he ends up barefoot. All of it is just yeah. very tight and perfectly p- paced and pays off yeah. down the line. And it's so good. It's unbelievable. Die Hard 1, Die Hard 3. Die Hard 1 and 3. 1 and 3 canon. John McTiernan. Oh, yeah. Both. Both. 1 and 3. Skip I would two. say one, and then three is like if one is a hundred, yeah. three is like ninety nine. I agree, dude. They're like almost exactly. Dark with a Vengeance quality. is so good, and they they're they're you know a sequel to each other exactly. directly. Exactly. And then it's probably Die Hard four is probably it's, at like yeah. a twenty six. Yeah. And, and then, then everything else just Die Hard exist. two is at like a seven, and yeah. then I didn't even watch the other ones. Ugh. Live free or die hard? No, that's four. That's one of his. Yeah, live free or die hard is four. What was the newest one with his son that right. I hated? I never even watched it. Don't. I don't even remember what it's called. Me either. I can't stand a, it. A good day to die hard. I think so. Something Ugh. like that. I think it was PG thirteen too. Was that one PG thirteen? I don't. Even that know. was one of the main things about. No, it was R. four that was bad. Is because yeah. they didn't even have him say yippee ki motherfucker. In the unrated he edition, he does. Yeah. But it's so well. I watched the unrated edition. It was hilarious because you could tell that they like eighty yard swear words into the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like you could see the mouth, and it's like he didn't say that. Yep, <laughs> they added swear words to this movie. It's like an opposite of a TV cut. That's funny. How does the Christmas setting strengthen Die Hard? We've kind of talked about it a little bit that the juxtaposition there, the mm-hmm. familiarity, the good vibes of Christmas. Yeah. Um. The ho ho ho! Now I have a machine gun. It's all worth it for that. Is yeah. I mean, you know, putting the Santa hat on him. It it adds a chaotic nature to John McClane's character. Like right. that is a right. that is psychotic. Yeah, putting the Santa hat yeah. on him. Ho ho ho! Like okay, <laughs> that's a yeah. character choice. Yeah, he's a he's a crazy man. Yeah. <laughs> there is yeah and. And yeah, because Christmas does, the idea of Christmas reflects the same ideals that John is traveling to L.A. to try to regain. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, someone was saying before, Liz or someone, um, that yeah, it's that perfect ideal of, of harmony and just cozy normalcy in yeah. life that he can't sustain. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it's a perfect backdrop because the 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 season mirrors the characters' motivations. Mm-hmm. Because everyone just wants a calm holiday party. Yeah. And then it gets blasted up by these crazies. Hans. Uh Matt Hastings says, I think Die Hard being set during Christmas is stronger because it's relatable. Everyone has experienced Christmas and perhaps even the office party, so you can instantly relate to the hostages. It ends up being a backdrop that just slightly more interesting than a simple office building that is uh, simply more interesting. It doesn't have to make Christmas references to be successful, but now I have a machine gun ho 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 written on the dead guy's ba- uh, but dead bad guy's shirt. It's pretty fun. I think it's a trick 
the trick is not leaning on it too much. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, and when I asked if Christmas setting detracts from Die Ooh. Hard in any way, yeah, Matt Hastings says. The biggest downside to Die Hard being set in Christmas is the inevitable internet argument over whether it's an action movie yeah. or a Christmas movie. Good comment. The answer is, it's both. Yeah. Um, but yes, Die Hard. Die Hard. Uh, we need more. We need a. We need a Die Hard show, TV show. Die Hard Netflix show. Hmm. Would each episode be? How would you want it to work? Would it be an ongoing serialized story, or would each episode stand alone, or what? Both. So you have Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, old man McLean, actual John, present time. Okay, but then you have him as like a kid, or not a kid, like a like a cop, a young cop. Uh, so you have like in the past and the future. I like those are the like. It's really hard for me to get invested in prequels. Yeah. But when you have both timelines, if you somehow manage to make it so the the future present John McClane is trying to remember something from his past. Uh-huh. To like get him out of a bind. To get him out of it. Yeah, exactly. So he's like flashing back to all the, the these cases as a you know, as a beat cop or something. But you know? like that's before his craziness in the Nakatomi Plaza. The the past stuff is yeah way before okay like when he's so you can have a different actor playing him yeah yeah this is an insane idea I know <laughs> I know I just feel like there's so many untapped stories of McLean pre Nakatomi Plaza yeah like McLean even more unhinged hmm. you know and like they kind of touch on that with like Darher with a vengeance you know him and his captain yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like kind of drunk yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, know. all right. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, anything is better than the way they've gone with like Jay Courtney as his son. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's unacceptable. Yeah. They've butchered it. The like, only the Die Hard franchise has been it's been butchered, like irreparably damaged. So I think you know the I golden age like, of TV. Let's go. I like Timothy Oliphant though, Me just too. in I general. Him. I love the man. His delivery, his line delivery when McLean's daughter slaps his henchman <laughs> when he's just like, "You gonna be okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you okay from that?" Yeah, it's just like very good. You're, you get this guy, you're like, "Okay, this guy's kind of an asshole." Yeah. Uh, how often is Christmas portrayed negatively in films like this? I would almost say ne- almost never. Negatively, like where it doesn't end well. Because, like, all these movies where it's, like, stressful during, which we've mentioned a couple times, and Morgan again says, I enjoy that a Christmas story is set during the build-up to Christmas, and their actual Christmas day is less than desirable. It seems to shine a light on our idealistic uh, expectations for Christmas, only to bring us back to reality with misfortune and redeem the characters by reminding us what's really important during the holidays is one one another. Uh, Which... Or in one way or another. Which, that movie always made me really depressed. So I don't super remember the ending of it. But I feel like almost every Christmas movie is like, hey, everything's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, It's a Wonderful Life just destroys me. Like, I weep during that movie. And Jimmy Stewart is, like, my favorite Mm -hmm. actor. It's, It's heavy. But again, it is, like, you know... Right. At the end of the day, everything's yeah. going to be fine because it's Christmas. <laughs> like, Doesn't it? I, I mean, I like that movie too, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. But like, uh, the ending I always thought, the very, very ending when he does his little speech, yeah. wraps up kind of 
too quickly? Like, doesn't oh, the, that's doesn't an old-time like, movie thing where it's just quick wrap-up. The bank magnate or whatever is just like, yeah, okay, I'll yeah. give him money back or whatever. Yeah. Like, isn't it just Everyone very, is like, yeah, everyone yeah. comes together, yeah. It was very weird, yeah. but yeah, that's a good... But the journey to right. that is so good. That movie is so good. That movie, uh, like Javi Rodriguez brings up, uh, he says two words, home alone. How did we forget home alone? Hanu- oh, we didn't forget. Oh my, how did I forget home alone? But like... Home Alone is similar to It's a Wonderful Life because in my memory, yeah, the booby trap sequence is like the entire movie. And in my memory of It's a Wonderful Life until I rewatched it a few years ago was yeah. like most of the movie is him watching his life without him in it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's like four minutes. Yeah. And the, the, the traps in Home Alone similarly are like four or five, maybe seven minutes of this movie. Wow. You know, it's like a twelfth of the movie by yeah. time. And he's like, oh, wow. Okay. The, most, the rest of it's him just like... Hanging out, Messing having fun, around, yeah. Talking with the turtle doves lady. <laughs> talking with the fireplace. Yeah, yeah. Oh out. yeah, the <laughs> furnace dude. Oh yeah, but yeah, Home Alone. That's a good one. Top tier. Went to Raising Cane's the other day. They had a Home Alone. Oh yeah, celebration. <laughs> it's on the cups. I was confused. It's like, just for yeah. just for funsies. Yeah, I was. It was weird. <laughs> uh, and it was Home Alone two actually. <laughs> Whoa. Raising Cane's promotion. Weird. But there were no deals or any, like, Monopoly <laughs> cute. It's very bizarre. Just just a thing that they were doing. Yeah. I took a Two still has Macaulay Culkin, right? And then yes. three had his little brother? Three was a totally separate person. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought at one point they switched to a different Culkin. But maybe I'm wrong about that. that maybe I'm wrong about out. that? The Good um, Son. Yeah. The Good Son I saw when, like, I was, like, eight or something. I saw, like, one scary scene from yeah. it, and I've never wa- actually the watched dummy, it. The dummy, man. They throw the yeah. dummy over the f- the freeway overpass. Yeah. Disturbing. It's an unsettling movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Stephen Beaumont says, my, favorite th- my third favorite Christmas movie is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the most witty, funny crime comedy I have seen. Uh, and Downey Jr. at his most unleashed. Every replica, replica role, looking at you, Tony Stark, is a pale, watered-down version of Harry Lockhart. Also, Val Kilmer does funny well. Uh, we've moved on to just talking about general other things, by the way. Yeah. But yes, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a really good movie. Love Michelle Monaghan. Mon- yeah. Monaghan? 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 She's really cool. She's great. I dig her. Mission I recently, Impossible 3. I was just going to say that. I rec- recently was... Over Thanksgiving, I was at my aunt and uncle's like guest house or whatever, and they yeah. were out of town. I had to move over there because my other aunt and uncle had their all their kids came, so the bedrooms were all full. So I yeah. had to go stay at this other place by myself, which was fine. Uh, but the TV, like their TV, must have been like they must have like turned it off or something. Yeah, they had the weirdest selection of channels. It was like all those weird movie or yeah. music, all those weird music channels. Yep, from the top nine hundreds or whatever, mm-hmm. and then. Like two Spanish language news channels, and then stars, <laughs> the Sundance Channel in Spanish, and IFC, and that was literally it. And I'm just like, you have to, <laughs> those are like special package. Yeah, what channels? Why do you only have these? <laughs> yeah, that is weird. And so my cousin and I were hanging out there, and our only recourse was to watch Mission Impossible Three nice. with commercials on IFC oh. at like midnight. Good movie. And yeah, that's a good movie. Hoffman. Hoffman. I'm gonna find her. I'm gonna hurt her. It's so disturbing. Yeah, yeah. He's a. Good, it's very funny though because he's such a good villain mm-hmm. who is just immediately incapacitated. Yeah. In in the fight, he just gets yeah. hit by a truck. Yeah. Never seen again. Yeah. No, you don't even see his body. Yeah. Just okay. Done. Yep. 
He's just a mastermind. Yeah. He's not a fighter. He's not a fighter. So good. Love it. Uh, but yes, anyway, Michelle Monaghan, whatever, Monaghan. She's great. Is great in that. Season one of True Dicks. She was good in that. Oh, yeah, she's in that. I never watched uh, The Path, I think, was the show with her. And Oh, yeah. Aaron Paul. Yeah. I never watched that either. And yep. the dude from Hannibal. Yep. Never saw it. I never saw it either. I, I have Hulu now. Maybe you I should watch, watch Chance. Chance. Yeah, you love this show. Yeah. Season one, pretty cool. I'm, nice. I'm only a couple into season two now. Mm. Hugh Laurie. So good. He's a pro. What was the show he was just on that I watched? Uh, with Tom Night Hiddleston? Manager? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't finished that yet. It's good. Got like an episode left. I gotta finish things more. Uh, Samuel Cardwell. Is It's a is it's a Wonderful Life really a Christmas movie? When you actually think about it, the vast majority of the film is about the main character's life and struggles. There's a kind of Christmas miracle, but the yeah. nature of the miracle doesn't have too much to do with Christmas. There's no Christmas mythology, and it's really a character study, family comedy drama, which happens to feature Christmas in the plot toward the end. Uh, oddly enough, one might say the same about White Christmas. It's really just a knock about musical farce with a sentimental ending that happens to coincide, coincide with Christmas and a certain famous song. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting comment. I mean, Christmas Miracle, though, right? That's the whole kind yeah, of like crux of it the... It leads up to it. I think that's kind of a... That's sort of a trope in Christmas movies, is that lead up. Yeah. Either a Christmas movie starts and it's Christmas, mm-hmm. or there's a lead up to Christmas and Christmas is the payoff. Yeah. I feel like those are the two kind of modes mm-hmm. of Christmas movies. Uh, which I guess makes sense, obviously. Yeah, I but. feel like uh, Lethal Weapon never, always gets kind of shafted. You know, there's a lot of Christmas in Lethal Weapon. There, there's a shootout hostage situation in a Christmas tree lot. I've never seen. Wait, Lethal you've never Weapon. seen Lethal Weapon one? Any of them? Ian, I know. Please, I don't know. It's weird. I missed this it somehow. Holiday, dude. Okay. This All Christmas, right. watch Lethal Weapon. Right. You love Maverick. You're not even in on the Maverick joke. I know the joke. You know the joke. Everyone knows. Everyone the joke. knows. You gotta I'm watch. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Lethal Weapon. All right, I'll watch it. Oh, it's. I'll watch it. Gary Busey. I heard he's a nutcase <laughs> in it. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'll watch Lethal Weapon. Great villain. Great buddy cop drama. Yeah. It it's set during Christmas. It's the perfect time. All right, check it out. Mel Gibson, you know, say what you want about Mel Gibson, but Riggs, great character. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I do like Maverick. Uh, Tokyo Slim mentioned the movie Tokyo Godfathers, which I have not seen. The anime. Yeah, I have not seen it either. Great. Uh, quote challenge. Quote challenge. Can you think of a quote to challenge me with? I'm gonna. Catch it in a coat and whack it with a hammer. Is that from Christmas Vacation? <laughs> it is. It is, is. Is there a bat in the house or something? <laughs> it's the uh, the chipmunk. Okay. Or the the squirrel. The squirrel like gets in the tree. Like whoa! Everyone's all afraid. He's like, what are you gonna do? I catch it with a coat. Whack it with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> whack it with a hammer. Maybe I gotta give that movie a try. Jimmy Chase. All right. Here's one for you. Okay. The love is gone. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? No. No, I have no idea. It's f- <laughs> This one's kind of mean. Okay. It's from a cut song from the Mus- Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> they cut it from one of the versions because it's too damn sad. Whoa. It's 
It's like a flashback to young Michael Caine as Scrooge. Whoa. Um, who's like kind of happy, but just like a workaholic. Yeah. And the woman that he loves, who really loves him back, is just like, hey, the love is gone. Like, Whoa. you're just, you're committed to this. So I'm, t- I'm leaving. That is depressing. It's, it's one of the saddest songs ever. Oh it's it, it's really intense. Find it on YouTube if you're ever feeling oh down. Okay. And then listen to uh, Sure I'm Glad It's Raining from Ernest Goes to Camp. Okay. That's a real good one. I, I listen to those Ernest. sometimes when I'm sad. Is there a Christmas Ernest There movie? is. Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest yeah. Saves Christmas. Mm-hmm. I saw it a couple of times when I was a kid, but I don't super remember it. Yeah. Camp and Scared Stupid. Scared Stupid. And Jail. And were, Jail. Were always my three. God, Jail was so good. Jail's really... Nash. Jim Nash. Nash. Yeah, Nash. Classic <laughs> doppelganger storyline there. <laughs> oh, man. What a nutcase show. Anyways. Oh, yeah. We were going to try to find a Western that takes place during Christmas. To tie into next month. Western during Christmas. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I feel like there's got to be... There has to be one. Some, like, maybe a contemporary one, like Slow West. Is there any Christmas I was in Slow West? I was West? trying to think of, like, Slow West or Meek's Cutoff or any or of like these. 310 like, to Yuma or something. Trying to get somewhere before Christmas or something. True Grit has some winter stuff in it, right? I don't know. But how about this? That's the end of season one of Reaction Shots. Boom! In the can. So there's no assignment film for this month. Boom. Because we didn't think of one. No homework. No homework. Just uh, go home and have a nice time, if possible. Watch Lethal Weapon 1. Watch Lethal Weapon 1. You know, and, and another sign of respect for Lethal Weapon over Die Hard. I mean, Die Hard 1 is better than everything. But the over entire... Over Die Hard? No, Die Hard is better. Okay. I'm just saying, as a franchise, though, Lethal did, Weapon might did. have the edge, because 1, 2, 3, and 4 are all good. They're all solid. And 1 is, like... 1 is way better than all of them. Right. And it's, like, Die Hard... If Die Hard's 100, Lethal Weapon is, like, a 91. Okay. 92. Okay. It's... it's good lethal weapon five that they make in uh it's always sunny in philadelphia pretty funny i heard about that i never saw it oh it's pretty funny yeah. it, what's the one where they and steal the steal the gas oh uh, that's a different one i've i like that episode there's some pretty crazy episodes last season two seasons ago or last season they had one called mac and dennis moved to the suburbs or whatever and it is awesome it's like a shining-esque like <laughs> they like descent into madness you know okay. you'd really dig it Anywho, Ian, do you have any, before we wrap it up, do you have any video games that you associate with Christmas? Good cue. Um, I mean, definitely there have been lots of Christmases where I got a game or like yeah. rushed over to play. Ga- I mean, like, yeah, growing up, playing games and stuff would always be the thing. For me, the, the toy, extending it, uh, Legos. We would always get Legos for Christmas nice. and then spend like a few hours that night putting nice. them together. Now it's board games usually. My cool. family, basically we all just give each other board games constantly. We gotta play The Thing again. And play board games. Ah, oh, The Thing. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But what about you? Dragon Quest. Ah. The number one yeah. Christmas game. I try to pop it in uh, every holiday. It just gives me that. It gives me like the Disneyland vibe. Yeah. You know, it's magical. For sure. It gives me the magic. But that orchestral theme definitely has that feeling yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep 
Love it. All right. That'll do it for this year of reaction shots. It's been a year. Wow. I mean, I don't think we've done this for a year, but this is episode like whatever. It feels like almost a year. I can't remember when we started Why reaction episodes? shots. But Borgman. Borgman. <laughs> Borgman freaks me out. Yeah, it's a freaky dude. He's yeah. a freaky dude. Anyways. So wait, what's watching what's listening. what's next month's topic? Uh haven't decided yet. Well, uh You're leaving them hanging? Topics coming up on the docket. Yeah. B movies. Ooh. Westerns. Ooh. We haven't we done We did westerns? film noir already. Uh Yeah. Wow. B movies and westerns, look forward to those. Farce, farcical comedies. Mm. Um we're going to do an LGBTQ kind of episode, nice. queer cinema. Cool. I've got a friend who like studies that. He's like very knowledgeable. Wow. So we'll bring him in. What about uh, IMAX? We can do an IMAX. The IMAX experience. We can get Keely in here and talk about IMAX. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Because his dad like invented it or something? Yeah. yeah like, I, I, I keep hearing the d- different information about this. I'm pretty sure his dad like owned or owns IMAX. He was like on set helping with the cameras for Dark Knight and stuff. Pretty sure. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I, I think. I mean, I don't okay. Don't like quote me on that, yeah. but I'm pretty sure. Jeez. That there's some kind of involvement it. there. Next time I see Keely. Yeah. In the flesh. Ask him. I will. Ask He'll him. be roaming. We can have Kyle. PSX. Yeah, he'll be at PSX probably. I saw him last year. He roams around. He roams. You know, looking at his phone. Yeah. Busiest man in the biz. Busiest man in the biz. Jeff Keeley. Yeah. How, can we talk about Mads Mikkelsen and <laughs> Hideo Kojima? Yeah. My they're f- like bromance. I yeah. love it. My favorite thing when the internet is actually funny and amusing Oh, was there was a tweet? And you you won't get this. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was like Naruto all grown up, and it was Naruto oh, yeah. and Mads yeah, Mikkelsen because yeah, he had that outfit. The yeah, orange. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. <laughs> I got a kick out of it. Mads Mikkelsen, I love. Dude, they're all gonna be at the Game Awards. Like, I want that. Really? D- uh, Guillermo and Kojima confirmed. I wouldn't doubt it. If Mads and Redis and they Redis is confirmed, okay, then Mads too. I can imagine them all coming out together and like doing something. Now big. I wish I was going to Game Awards. I know, because Keely meet Mads. Like Keely's obviously going to give Kojima whatever he wants. Oh, like yeah. the top. Oh yeah, you know, top billing. There's going to be a forty-five minute Death Stranding gameplay demo. Yeah, like a featurette, like a, a short film, dude. Oh, I, I can't. I can't. I don't want to go down this road. I just imagined a shadow dropping of a Death Stranding demo, oh, and it's freaking me out because be they, they did, did it with, with Silent Hills PT. They did it with PT. I can't. <laughs> We're talking about Christmas. That would be the best Christmas present. Well, the speculation ends tomorrow, <laughs> Hubie. Tomorrow for us right now. It'll be yesterday for those yesterday. of you who are not patrons. But if you're a patron, you'll get this episode in a couple hours when it's done exporting. Uh, and you can check us out on patreon.com slash easyallies. Check out easyallies.com for all of our schedules and shows and video games related content. This is our movie podcast. We also do occasional spoiler modes on mm-hmm. movies. Sure do. Which we need to do more of. Um, but yeah, youtube.com slash easyallies. Twitch.tv slash easyallies. Twitter.com slash easyallies. Facebook.com slash easyallies, probably. Easyallies.com. Easyallies.com. Patreon.com slash easyallies. It's all there. Everywhere. Easy Allies on Google. Easy Allies. There's a Tumblr probably. 
everything. There's there's like Easy Allies in the fridge. Easy Allies Coca Cola. Easy Ally, we got that deal. All of it. We don't have that deal. <laughs> we got to get that deal. If any of you know anyone at Coca Cola, get us that deal. Uh, anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening and watching. We will see you again next month. Have a good time. Bye bye.